doing. One of them I even recruited to go work in the nursery, so you can go say hi to her. And um, just love them and listen to their stories. They are so excited to share, but um, we're excited to be back, to share our stories, but also to just be back in our community with our brothers and sisters in Christ. And so I am excited to sing about God this morning, sing to him and praise him for all he has done and all he will do. So if you would, would you stand with us? We're going to pray this morning and we're going to sing. God, you are good. It's good to be in your house this morning, Lord. And God, I know we come here with a lot going on. There's a lot of stuff going on in the world. There's a lot of hard stuff and a lot of good stuff. But God, we know that above all else, that you are good and that you are for us. So, Lord, I ask that you would just meet with each one of us this morning. You'd fill us with your presence, that you'd fill us with reassurance of who you are and what you're doing in our lives, God, and that we would be able to just for an hour of our weeks just focus on you, focus on the most important thing, Lord, and that we would go out being filled up and ready to pour you out so that we could show our community that you are for us, Lord. So we lift up this morning to you, Lord. We lift up our voices and our bodies. We give you it all. We thank you for the privilege it is to be here, Lord, and we love you so much. And all God's people said, amen. Let's sing. i 
thankful for his grace. You may have a seat, and Jeff Jenkinson is going to come forward with some announcements for us this morning. Good morning. I'm Jeff Jacobson, Director of Outreach and Mission here at Living Waters. And do you notice that all the colors were in, or all the pictures were in black and white? Does anybody still have black and white pictures? Just kidding. Does anybody have pictures anymore? Sorry, I'm easily distracted and that just caught me, so. Just uh, wanted to welcome you this morning, whether this is your first time here or your 475th, we're glad to have you here. Um, it is not by accident that you are here, and we certainly welcome you. And if you see somebody in the row next to you, we encourage you to introduce yourself throughout the, the service, after service, whatever it may be, during Dan's sermon, whatever, if you're busy, you know, preoccupied. Keep with the message, Mr. Rogers, it's you I like. No matter what, it's you I like. Many things going on here at Living Waters. Easy way to uh, get involved with different things that are going on is visiting the new uh, link, the new website, mylw.nucleus.church. That one works, I promise. The mylw.fm, not so much right now. So this one actually works to help yourself get signed up for many different things. One of the things that we have coming up next Sunday, next Sunday is a work Sunday. If you want to wear blue jeans, steel toe boots, coveralls, Carhartts, whatever you want, it is going to be a work Sunday. We're going to be spreading mulch along the, the property line in the back here and uh, many other different projects that we have. So it is going to be a work Sunday right after worship. So we encourage you to come to worship in work clothes. And also if you have any wheelbarrows, shovels, pitchforks, stuff like that, we promise not to chase the pastor with the pitchforks. It is just, just want to make note of that. So we cannot do that. We also have the all in, uh, the all in sign up. As many of you know that that was the uh, the title for our capital campaign, it is more than that. It is also an opportunity to sit down with Pastor Dan to share your vision of the church. 
What brought you here? Why do you stay? What excites you? What are your fears? Because there are fears within a church. What are, what are some of your things that keep you, you know, that, that you're fearful of? So that we can share this together with Pastor Dan to get that vision so that we can grow together. I encourage you to sign up for there are several dates on, the, on that to sign up. And we also have the Rise Above Seizures Walk that is coming up on August 2nd. It is one of their largest uh, fundraising events of the year. And we support that through uh, manning inflatable games, food service, and any, basically anything else that they ask us to do. We have a very special connection with this event. Um, if you see the uh, tree, the willow tree out here, that is in memory of Jess Beecher, who was uh, a member here, and she passed due to complications from seizures. So we have a very special connection. We've been part of this for many years, and I encourage you to uh, be part of that. You can contact me. There is also a sign-up on this. We also have, I believe we have a uh, short video regarding the VBS that we'll watch right now, and then Chris Alt will come up. Good morning. I've been here a couple weeks now and highly encouraged all of you to join in our fun that we're going to have here at VBS starting August 6th for four days. Um, just make it quick and brief for you. Highly encourage you to sign up your kids. Uh, kids going into preschool all the way up through fifth grade, please sign up at the new website that was up here, the Nucleus.Church. We highly encourage you to get on there and do that so we have a better count as to the kids that are coming. The other thing I'd like to see is kids that are sixth grade all the way up through adults. We'd love to have you come and join us. It's a lot of fun. You don't have to do extreme sports unless you want to. You don't have to dance unless you want to, but we want you to have fun and we want you to be here. And if you have any props that we could use, dirt bikes, skateboards, longboards, um, I'd love to have those for those four days, just to borrow. Uh, we won't be using them. The kids won't be. There'll be props up here and something else we use for a large group activity. Uh, but that's it. Have any questions, please let me know. Thank you. We are so grateful for all of you being here. And as Jeff said, I thought that was so great that it is no accident that God has led us together here today. And one of the ways that we worship God, it's not just through our presence here, it is through our gifts of tithes and offerings. You matter. 
and us being, I, I think it's so vital that we know we're all in together. But I know when you, when you give to any church, it's not only to support that organization and help us do things like AMP, the Vacation Bible School, and mission trips for kids, um, and worship here, and baptisms, and all those beautiful things. I think it impacts us. I know when I give, it changes me and helps me trust God more in every situation to say thank you, God, for everything you give to me. So thank you for being here and thank you for the ways that you do give back to God, especially through Living Waters. So we will receive our offering now and during this time, I'd love for this to be a time where you can just lift up whatever's on your hearts to God. This can be some good reflection time, um, knowing he is present, knowing God is moving and listening to you right now. God is not far away. God is here and God is saying it's you I not only like, but it's you I love. So let's praise him through our offering now. And as your presence here is an offering, as the offering is brought forward, I would love for you to stand and to greet each other as we worship as well. Crazy for Lutherans, right? You can do it, though. you beautiful squirrely bunch. Let's lift this offering up to God. Can we pray? God, as you have brought us together, we pray that you will remind us that every moment, every person, every place is a gift. It's a blessing from you. And as we give freely back to you, God, may you be praised and you be blessed today. And all God's people said, amen. You may be seated, and I invite kids to come on up. It's time for children, and Yvonne is leading it today, so thanks for being here, Yvonne, and for leading it for us. Hey, come on up. Oh, I see a bunch of kids today. Yes. Come on up, kids. Wow. Oh, gosh, that's good to see you today. How are you? Pretty good? You need to be right down there. Okay. Awesome. 
Wow, look at how many children are up here. Yes! Have any of you ever been told that you are too little? Anybody? Mm-hmm. I see, mm-hmm. Like, what are you too little to do? You don't get a flashlight. What else? Drive, I heard. Yeah, you're too little to drive. If I saw you behind the wheel, I'd be a little bit nervous. Anything else? Light a candle. Wow. I can ride my bike. You can ride your bike? Are you big enough? Are you big enough to do anything? What are you big enough to do? Yes. Big enough to make people feel happy. Wow. What else? Big enough to learn how to ride a bike. What else? You're thinking about it, right? You know, here's what I want you to do really quietly. I want you to whisper to somebody beside you what you're big enough to do. Can you do that? Whisper to somebody right beside you. What are you big enough to do? If you see somebody that doesn't have a partner, talk to them. Okay. Now I'm going to tell you a story today about a man who everyone thought was too little. He was tiny. He didn't grow to be very big. Oh, wow, he's big enough to ride his big boy bike. But, you know, this man was named Zacchaeus. Have you ever heard of Zacchaeus? Zacchaeus, there's a song about him, and I tried to sing it on Wednesday, and we got kind of confused, so I'm not sure if I'm going to try and sing it tonight or today. But Zacchaeus, I'm looking at a Bible that tells a story because our stories come out of the Bible, and the Bible is where we learn all about things. That's pretty exciting. And Zacchaeus was... No, you need to sit down here, please, because I'm going to show pictures, and that wouldn't work very well. Zacchaeus was a little man. He collected taxes, and part of what he did is he charged too much, and he, was, he would steal the money. People did not like Zacchaeus. They did not think he was very nice. They just didn't like him. But one day, something exciting happened. One day, there were people that were getting all together, and they were gathering together so that they could see Jesus. And Zacchaeus had heard of Jesus, but he didn't really know who he was. So what happened is, he was too short. He was too little to see Jesus when he walked by. So he climbed a tree, and he got up in the tree, and then he could look and he could see all kinds of things going on. And then what happened is, when Jesus started to come by, he stopped right where Zacchaeus was, and he looked up in the tree, and he said, Zacchaeus, you come down here. I want to go to visit you at your house. That was pretty exciting, and Jesus went to his house, and they ate. And then Jesus told Zacchaeus what he was all about. Pretty fun, right? So here's what I want you to think about. Sometimes people think that you're too little, but you really are big enough, like you said, to tell people about Jesus. That is pretty exciting, isn't it? Now, I'm going to try and sing this song by myself, and if somebody wants to try, they can. It goes like this. Zacchaeus was a wee little man, a wee little man was he. He climbed up in the sycamore tree, his Savior there to see. And Zacchaeus said, you come down, 
For I'm going to your house today. For I'm going to your house today. Now when I get to the part where I say, Zacchaeus, you come down, can you, sh- can you say that with me? Do you think you could? Okay, we'll try it one more time. Zacchaeus was a wee little man, a wee little man was he. He climbed up in the sycamore tree, his Savior there to see. And as the Savior passed that way, he looked up in the tree and he said, Zacchaeus, you come down, because I'm going to your house today. Because I'm going to your house today. That's really good. I heard a few people singing, I think, too. Can you fold your hands, please? People, will you please join us as we pray? Dear God, thank you for being a wonderful God. Thank you for loving everyone. Thank you for loving everyone. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. I have some pictures to hand out to you. I'm not sure if we're going to be able to get up. There's so many people up here. I think, Amy, you're going to help me? We're going to, I want you to take one of these with you, and then you can color it, or if you want to just read it. So if you could do that. And I think Pastor Dan's getting over there to help. We'll get you one, okay? Here, Pastor Dan, here's a bunch. I'll give you those. Oh, and some of them look like. I can run. Can you? I can run with my dump truck. Wow. Were you carrying your dump truck when you run? Like the spider. No, I can run. I can drive it and then I run. Oh, for fun. Did you get a sheet? Here you go. Boy, we have a lot of kids up here, don't we? Oh. Can you grab one? Here, I'll give you a couple of them. Thank you, Pastor Dan. Do you need one too? Should we give you one? There you go. Can you take it for him? There you go. Did everybody get them? Not everybody yet. Okay. Thank you. All righty. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So for the last few weeks and for the next couple of weeks, we are in a new teaching series, a new sermon series here at Living Waters, and it's the Gospel According to Mr. Rogers. And for those of you who haven't seen the documentary out, there is one out this summer. It is incredible. Also, if you have Amazon Prime, there is a documentary on him as well. I don't know about you, but Mr. Rogers shaped me growing up. And so it, I, I think it's why I love to wear cardigans during the winter and a lot of slippers. And uh, he actually does have my style, which um, really scares me a lot, but, but that's okay. But one of the most beautiful things, I think, were the, were the ways he made us feel so special and so worthy. So as we explored that first week is um, Won't You Be My Neighbor, his most well-known one. But this one is so special. It's, it's who I like. What did he say? It's you I like. And every person that, that he actually welcomed onto that show, you could tell he was authentic in valuing them. Now, we're called to be, as Christians, People who like and love others. You know, Jesus says, love your neighbor, right? We're called to walk alongside people 
And yet what happens 2,000 years after Jesus has not only asked us to do this, but commanded us to do this and showed it himself in so many ways? What happens when we are confronted? What happens when someone is next to us? They're our neighbor, they're sometimes our co-worker, sometimes a classmate, sometimes their family, and you really want to like them. But they're not very likable in the moment. What happens when you're confronted by the challenge, the command by God to love our neighbor, to like others as they are, and yet they're not likable? 2,000 years ago, Jesus kept, kept actually being, uh, being, being in all kinds of ways this, this amazing, amazing person that would not only welcome others, but he would sit and he would value those that no one else did. And I want you to see how he actually challenges us all this time, half, halfway across the world, in a new way about not only liking others, but loving them. And it's when he encountered someone that you know about. We just heard about him. His name was, what was that? Zacchaeus. Okay, you were paying attention. So what do we know about Zacchaeus? Zacchaeus was a wee... Yes, you know the little Sunday school um, song, don't you? And yet there's so much, it's such a deeper story, such a richer one that I think will actually convict us and honestly could change our lives today. Let's look at what the gospel writer Luke says. Now, there's four accounts of Jesus' life. This is from, from the gospel of Luke. It says, Jesus entered a town called Jericho, and he was just passing through it. He is on his way, and at this point, it's been almost three years of his public ministry. Jesus has been talking about the kingdom of God over everything else. He has been welcoming and challenging people in so many different ways about that kingdom. And he's also done miracle after miracle after miracle. And people are hearing about him. And now he's starting to set his sight on Jerusalem itself. That's the capital of God's people. And he's setting his sights on the cross and what he will do on it very shortly, which is dying for Zacchaeus and for you and for me. So he's passing through Jericho, and there's a man there that was named Zacchaeus. Now what do we know about him? He was a a chief tax collector, and he was rich. And he was trying to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd, he could not because he was short in stature. Now, what do we know about Zacchaeus? Yes, he is a wee little man. Luke actually specifically tells us he's short in stature. Now, in Jesus' time, everyone was short. If you were like five foot eight and a half, like a certain bald pastor sitting up here, you were a giant. I could dunk on everyone. What's up? I, I probably wouldn't and couldn't, but uh, I'd be tall in that day. So for Luke actually to tell us that Zacchaeus is short in stature, it means he probably had a specific genetic anomaly. And he would, he would have called it a curse, I'm sure. And others would have as well in Jesus' time. He was probably a dwarf. And so that means people at the time, when something like that would happen, when someone's different than everyone else, well, what, what, would, it, what would they think? That meant his mom and dad, Zacchaeus' mom and dad, must have sinned somehow. They must have done something so poorly that their son is paying for it. And so from a very young age, being short in stature, being different than anyone else, meant that he was probably what they would have called an abomination, a mistake. And so they must have screwed up, they must have messed up, and he must have too. 
That means for Zacchaeus, when he was born, everyone and anyone, they kind of despised him. They avoided him. He wasn't invited to birthday parties. He wasn't going to his neighbor's bar mitzvah. If he was on one side of the road, well, people would probably pass on the other side because they'd be afraid that his sin would, would catch, that it would be contagious, and maybe they'd get it too. He did not want to be associated with Zacchaeus. So right away when we see that, he's not just a wee little man. He is someone that people were, well, he, they thought he was a mistake. Can you imagine what Zacchaeus' life was like from a young age? So now we know he's, he's looked down upon, literally and in so many other ways. He's fallen short of people and what they hope for. But we also know now that he was not just any tax collector, but he is a chief tax collector. So in Jesus' time, God's people had been conquered and Rome had come in that empire and the soldiers and the government had said, you know what, now that you're part of the Roman Empire, you need to pay taxes. So they would actually compel different people of the neighborhood to take other people's money. Zacchaeus must have been so good at that job that he became the one that told other tax collectors to take other people's money. And I have this vision of, of Zacchaeus. He's been probably called names. He's been ignored. He's been teased. He's been ostracized. And by, by being an adult, by that time, I'm sure he's like, well, if everyone's going to hate me, I might as well get something out of it. Because you see, when you're a tax collector, for you to make any kind of living, for you to put food on the table, for you to have clothes, for you to have a home, you would take what the Romans said was the amount, and then you would take extra to make a living. Zacchaeus has been so put down by others, so looked down upon, that now you know he's a chief tax collector, and he's what? Rich. So Zacchaeus is taking a lot of extra money. He's stealing from his neighbors. And who can blame him? Come on, his neighbors had hated him his whole life. They'd look down on him, and now at least, at least he could get some money. At least he could have a, a good living. But I have this vision of him. He's sitting in a beautiful home, the home you dream of. And it's got the three-car garage, and he's got um, stainless steel, and he's got the granite, and he's got it all. He's got... He's got 4K, the huge 70-inch TV, and he's sitting there and he's eating his lobster and he's, uh, and he's wiping it with his dollar bills because why wouldn't you when you're that rich? And he's sitting in this amazing home in the best clothes alone. And he's got everything. But he's got no respect and no friends. Does anyone like him? But then he hears. We hear he hears about Jesus. He was trying to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd, he could not because he was short in stature. So what does Zacchaeus do? He gets out of his beautiful home, and here's what he does. A grown man. He runs ahead. He, he climbs a sycamore tree to see Jesus. Now, I have to pause there. Now, aside from being hunters... When is the last time that you have actually climbed a tree? Anyone climbed a tree, aside from hunting, in the last week? I'd like to see a show of hands. Oh, yes, we have a kid here. 
anyone in the last month who has climbed a tree because it's so fun. Oh, we have a few more kids. How about in the last year, how many people have climbed a tree? Okay, there's more kids. Do you notice climbing trees is not for adults? So Zacchaeus, who everyone has looked down on, who has been actually just saying, you're not a part of us, you're not a part of our neighborhood, he embarrasses himself. He climbs a tree to see Jesus. That's how desperate he is. Because what he must have heard about Jesus must be so amazing. Because I'm sure he'd heard about what he was teaching. I'm sure, I'm sure he had heard about the miracles. But I wonder, as he sat in that empty house, if he wondered, if he's hanging out with prostitutes, if he's hanging out with lepers, if Jesus is actually hanging out with other tax collectors, would he do that for me? So he's going he's gonna to do anything and everything he can, including embarrassing himself. So they look down on him, and now people are probably laughing at him because he's up that tree. <laughs> Can't believe that's Zacchaeus. Oh, man, there's a reason we don't like him. There's a reason he is so terrible. Because, of course, that's what Zacchaeus has to be. Now, Zacchaeus is up in the tree. He's heard about Jesus. What happens next? I almost think what happens is that Jesus, as he's walking up, I'm sure he was in a great, a great cool robe and, you know, and sandals. But I almost think as he reply, as he greets Zacchaeus, that he's actually wearing a cardigan and slippers like Mr. Rogers. Because what he says here is so, it's amazing. And if you have anything going on in, you, in, you, in your life today, anything making you feel small, anything making you feel less than. If there's anything in your life where you've ever felt that you have not measured up to others, you have to hear Jesus' interaction with Zacchaeus. Because I think it's exactly what he does for us today. So Zacchaeus has heard about Jesus. Jesus has heard about Zacchaeus. So here it is. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up, and you know what it doesn't say? It says, hey, what are you doing up in a tree? What grown adult would ever do that? That's not what Jesus says, right? And Jesus doesn't look up, and he's like, oh, hey, dwarf, how are you? You must have sinned. Your, your parents must have sinned. You're a mistake. He doesn't say that, which is what everyone else is saying. No, Jesus what does he say? The very first word is Zacchaeus' name. Jesus has heard about Zacchaeus. And I'm guessing he hasn't heard very great things. But he says, Zacchaeus, come down, for I must stay at your house today. So Jesus has heard about Zacchaeus and the Savior of the world, the one who has shown us God's love in so many convicting and amazing ways, he says to the one that no one else loves, that no one else regards as anything, that everyone regards as a mistake, he says, hurry and come down because I must stay at your house today. Now, Jesus could have hung out with anyone, right? He could have hung out with the rulers of the world. He's, he's God's son. He chooses, he's compelled to spend time with someone that no one else cares about. That is world-changing. And that says the heart of God for you and for me. 
I think Mr. Rogers, when he says, it's you I like, that actually when he's singing that and showing us that and doing it over decades of his program, he was giving us the heart of God in a small way. And what Jesus says to Zacchaeus in effect is, it's you, it's you I like, even if no one else does. Now, one of the special guests that uh, Jesus brought, or that Mr. Rogers brought to his program was a little boy named Jeff. And Jeff had a lot of complication and was handicapped and in a wheelchair. And right before this clip, he's, Mr. Rogers is going to sing with him that song that we just heard. But it changes everything for me as I watched it. Because Jeff, he talks about all the problems that he's facing, including some very... He says some very, actually, graphic things on Mr. Rogers as a little boy. I was shocked. But he's saying, I have a lot of problems. And Mr. Rogers' response is exactly what Jesus does for Zacchaeus. And it's for you and for me. Let's watch that. That is exactly what Jesus is sharing with Zacchaeus. Someone that, that when someone would see like little Jeff, I think a lot of people will say, don't stare. Instead of saying, don't stare, what if you come up and say hello? What if you come and start to get to know that person and regard them as someone that God has made just like you and is so worthwhile just as you are? Now, in the, in the words, I, I love what what Mr. Rogers says here, but he went on about, about this song, about you I like. And let's look at that. So first of all, this is the song itself. It's you I like. It's not the things you wear. It's not the way you do your hair, which I'm personally grateful for without any hair. But, it, but it's you I like, he says. But look at what Fred Rogers said about this. When I say it's you I like, I'm talking about that part of you that knows 
that life is far more than anything you can ever see or hear or touch. You know this, don't you? Life is so much more than the stuff we have. That deep part of you that allows you to stand for those things without which humankind cannot survive. Love that conquers hate, peace that rises triumphant over war, and justice that proves more powerful than greed. That's what Jesus was about, telling everyone and anyone that it's not just you I like, it's you I love. And what does Jesus do? He calls you by name. And when you're feeling small, when you're feeling blue, when you're feeling less than, our God tells us, I love you. I love you enough to die for. Now I love that interaction with Jeff, that he not only sang to him, but then Jeff started to sing with him. Today as we go out from here, my prayer is that you will join the song of Mr. Rogers, but especially of Jesus, to look at others and our lives become the song. Our words become so vital. Our actions show others how worthy they are, that they are loved enough to die for too. Amen. Let us pray. God, thank you so much for these beautiful people that have gathered here right now. People that in so, way, in so many ways I know, just like in my life, that we have not always measured up. That we have felt like Zacchaeus and maybe some of us have even felt like we are a mistake. Or the actions that we've had, they weren't what made us stand tall. They were actually the ones that brought us to our knees and helped others to look down on us. But God, remind us as you called and named Zacchaeus and told him that you must stay with him, that that's what you do for us. That you like us just the way you are. You love us, in fact. Help that to change everything about us as we go out from here as loved, forgiven people that can stand tall for you. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Will you stand and sing with us?
And so now we join together as God's people to share prayers of the people, of the church. That's you and me together. And so I will lift up petitions. Some are ones that you've written out, and others will be what's on our heart and as a community as well. But after each petition, I'll say, Lord, in your mercy, in your responses, hear our prayer. Let us pray. God, as we come to you today, feeling in so many ways that we don't always measure up. Sometimes it's with our bank account that we fall short. Sometimes it's with friends and family where brokenness and pain does exist. Sometimes it's in our jobs where we just don't feel that satisfaction or in our home lives, in our schools, with our health. And God, you remind us, though, so powerfully that you name and claim us, that you love us even deeper than anyone can, even someone like Mr. Rogers. Remind us that we are loved unconditionally, that you died for us. Lord, in your mercy. God, we lift up living waters. We lift up not only this place, but especially the people that are connected to and through it. We pray that this can be a place that equips us to go out and to be your imperfect, forgiven people, to love others unconditionally, to walk alongside others, and to see them as you see them. Help us today to have that kind of courage to do that, to join in your song. Lord, in your mercy. God, we pray for this world. We pray for brokenness and pain. We pray for this country. We pray that you'll unite us, to join us together. We pray for anyone and everyone in Fargo especially that is hurting. People that don't have enough food. People that don't have homes. And compel us to love them. Compel us to help them. Compel us to be your church. Lord, in your mercy. All this we lift up to you, trusting in you. Trusting in your grace. And all God's people said, in the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread and gave thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is a New Testament in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated, and I invite those who are helping um, serve today to come forward. And as they prepare, as we prepare for this meal, I just have the best news for all of you. You don't need to be a member of Living Waters to receive um, the Lord's Supper here today, to receive communion. You are welcome here. You don't have to have your life all put together because you are welcome here. It's God's grace that we celebrate. That's unconditional love. And as you hear those words, his body broken for you, his blood shed for you. I hope you also hear, it's you I love. Now, 
if you are receiving, please put out your hands, and that's especially important for kids. And if they would like a blessing, I'll be here to give them that blessing as well if they don't receive. You are all welcome today.
Thank you for being with us. If you are part of one of the all-in sessions that you signed up for right after this, we'll be meeting just at the back tables in about five or ten minutes after everyone is able to, you know, arm wrestle each other out of the door. I hope you don't do that. I hope you're able to stay and, uh, and be able to hang out and uh, enjoy this uh, day that God has given us. When a pastor or priest raises their hand and does the blessing, it's a sign that God's hand is upon us. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. So go in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Go in peace, serve the Lord.